You're listening to the Bhutan Podcast. I'm Fiona, your marketing mentor for your vegan and sustainable business. Join me today for a virtual brew where I'll be talking about what happens when your launch is keeping you awake at night. And you're going to come away today understanding everything you need for a great launch plus a few extra tips. And then you can create better content and have better launches in your business. If you want to come and join me and the Thursday Brew Crew community over on on Substack, use the link in the show notes where I send out weekly notes about writing, creativity and thinking to help you in your business. Today's virtual brew is sponsored by the Happy Tea Company. This is a sustainable tea company that grows their products right here in the beautiful Worcestershire countryside. So grab a brew and let's talk about launching your next product. Okay, launches can be so exciting and fun and shiny and new. And I love a good launch. I love working with people on their launches because it's it's really it's fun seeing the sales come in and just seeing all that hard work come to something like brand new. But also I get that launches can be super stressful and nerve-wracking as well, especially if you're at the point in your business where you are um, doing that proof of concept if you're a startup and you've got to show that so many people are hitting your app or buying your product and it feels like you're constantly in go mode and that kind of thing can keep you awake at night. But whichever, like wherever you are with your launches, there's usually a lot riding on it and you've kind of got this dual feeling of being like full of hope and excitement and oh my gosh it's going to be so great but at the back of your mind that there's always a worry that it's not going to go as well as you hope that it's not going to um, get the sales that you want and no one's going to buy what you're selling. So before you plow into your next big launch I want to take a look at some of the things you need in place to give it the best chance. And I also want to say that if you are a startup listening to this, I remember like the sick feeling in my stomach when I first launched my craft subscription box years ago. And I was like, well, what if no one buys it? And it was my first ever thing that I'd done on my own. And I didn't know if it was work. I didn't really have a clue what I was doing. And that kind of showed at times. But when I launched it and I got five sales for my first ever thing that I did starting from scratch, and I was so pleased, but at the same time, I felt absolutely sick to the pit of my stomach because I was like, I've got to do this now. And not only have I got to do this, I've got to build it as well. So there's that sort of thing going on in you when it comes to, to launches. So let's take a look at some of the things you need in your launch to give it your best chance. And I think my best piece of advice for you here when, when you're launching is to think of it as a campaign which means that it has a start date and it has an end date and it lasts for a set amount of time. How long that time is, I'll talk about in a minute, but, you know, way back when I was fun and had a fun job and I used to release records, we treated every single release as its own little campaign and when you've got like 30 or 40 going out in a fortnight, that's lots of little campaigns. So I got very good at launching and I had a little checklist of things that I needed to do Um, And these were absolutely standard, absolutely had to do each of these things for every launch. But as my wonderful, amazing boss at the time, absolutely loved to pieces, she kept reminding me and the rest of the team, this is not a sausage factory. We can't just churn things out the same way each time. You've also got to think about what each individual launch would need. So you kind of need two things on the go. You need 
your set things that you absolutely have to do for each launch and then at the side of that you need some more creative and fun things that you can do just for this particular launch and it also makes it a little bit more interesting if you're launching maybe three or four times a year to have some different stuff going and you don't feel like you're just churning out. So when you are launching your next product think about it as a campaign and you can split this up into pre-launch and post-launch. So you've got your pre-launch that runs all the way up to sales and you're getting people ready for sales. And then you've got your post-launch thing like the sale has happened, it's gone live. And you might well have um, some days where your shopping cart is live or trolley or whatever it is if you're e-commerce. And it might be open for a few days and then it closes and then that's it until the next time you launch. Or it might be open like all the time anyway, in which case you need to create a reason for them to buy right now. And you need to think about that and what you do post-launch is just as important as what you do pre-launch. So how long you actually need for a launch kind of depends on what foundations you have in place to begin with. So for your pre-launch stage, if you've already got an email list or maybe even a spreadsheet of people who you know are interested in what you do, then your launch is going to be much quicker. That pre-launch stage is going to be much quicker. You kind of just need to warm them up a little to the idea that you're going to be selling something to them and then off you go with your plan. Um, you're going to need some other things as well with this. So it's not just you send out an email to people on your, your spreadsheet and or your list and then hope they buy the, the, the stuff you need to do around it to give it some like oomph behind it but if you don't have an email list yet or you don't feel like the people who follow your blog your podcast your videos your socials whatever are that fully into what you do then your pre-launch bit needs to take a little bit longer you need to get them interested in the idea that you're actually selling this product um and I just want to say this foundational stage it's sort of, is not something you need to spend years doing. You don't need to spend years building thousands of people following you on your Facebook page or your Instagram or whatever. You, you just might need to do something little like a bit of networking, talking to some people, putting a bigger push and effort into maybe just one particular part of your content strategy. And depending on what you sell, you might not need that many people as well. So sell, say you're selling, you're like me and you sell a service then you only really need a few people to sell to. So when you do a launch, you really just chat into maybe four or five people. But if you're selling a product and you're launching, then you need to sell to a lot more people. But again, it's probably it might not be as many as you think. Or it might be. I don't know. This is this is online internet advice. I couldn't tell you unless I looked at your business. Um but whatever you do, and this is the really important bit, do not get distracted by trying to find a whole bunch of new folks on a brand new platform or on your current platform to sell to for your current launch. Because I want you to remember that with a launch, you're talking to the people who already know and trust you. You're not talking to the folks who've just joined your list yesterday and they, they don't really know much about you. You're not talking to the guys that are following you on Instagram but never really interact with you. You're talking to the people whose names you already know, who you already recognise as popping up every now and again. Um, so one of the things you can do to help with this, 
And if you are at that stage, especially actually if you're at that stage, where you don't feel like you have that little bit of foundation in place, is you can get together all the people who do already love you and what you do and get them to recommend your products or your lead magnets or whatever and get them to recommend you and send them to your website and you know get them to help that way. But when you're thinking of your launch as a campaign, you start to see it as its own little bubble where you can push a load of energy at it for a short space of time and then you get to sell back into your business as usual way of working. And that way you're not always launching. You are launching and then you're delivering what you do and you've got a whole bunch of content going out around launch stage and then you go back to what your normal content is. Otherwise, people get it just gets boring. People get bored of it. It feels like you're constantly selling. And I do get the whole always be selling, but always be selling in a kind of way that's right for you and that's right for the people you're selling to. Because if all that you do is talk about how great your products are and launching them, then there's kind of not, it's not got the depth going in there. So there's a thing that I actually think people miss quite a lot. And it's because launches are fun and shiny and exciting. And there's it can, it can distract from the big thing you need to do right at the very start of your launch. And that's set a sales goal. So be realistic. And your goal could be the number of sales that you make. So you make 10 sales, you make 100 sales, or it could be a financial figure. And I say that because, you know, you could be selling products at different price points so the financial figure might work better but if you've got that goal there and you've made it realistic and based on actual information like the amount of people you're selling to who you've been chatting to and are interested then you know that's that's a good thing to aim for so you might say I need to sell x to make y or I want x amount of people to buy this thing um and it's important to do this at the start so that you know how much content you need to make for your launch and you kind of understand what your launch strategy might be. Because if you need to make a big financial figure but only selling to three people, then you'd need a different strategy than if you need to sell hundreds of something. Um, I actually read a really nice way of looking sales goals from this guy called Brennan Dunn, whose newsletter I read. And if you do get the Thursday brew, I'm afraid you've heard this story before um, because he pointed out something that just blew my mind. That's a really nice way to look at launches and sales goals. And he said to use your email list size as an indicator as the success of the launch or the sale. So let's say you have 100 people on your list and you sell £1,000 worth of stuff. Then each person on your list is worth £10 to your business. Whereas if you have, say, three or 400 people and you sell £1,000 worth of stuff, then your list is smaller, income is smaller, which means that it doesn't perform as well. And um, you might have lots of people on there for whatever reason who didn't buy. So it's either that the people on your list aren't the right people or it's that your launch just didn't go as well as you planned. And I really like this way of looking at launches because it makes you really think about who you're selling to and what it is you're selling. And that's kind of key of what makes a good launch, funnily enough. (laughs) It's who you're selling to and what you're selling. Um, 
the other reason I like this is because the people who open and read your sales emails are the ones who are most likely to buy. Uh, so I just think this is a really nice way. And also, if you are someone with, uh, you're a founder-led business and you haven't got a huge, massive tens of thousands of people on your list, then it kind of, it makes you have that, I want to say hope here, it gives you that sort of confidence that what you're selling is working and as long as you sort of maintain that cost per head as your list increases, you know that what you're doing works well and it's a good launch on launch comparison. Okay, um, aside from that, I want to do a quick list of practical things you need for your launch, which is kind of probably why you're listening to this episode. Um, so you're going to need a sales page. You're going to, so they've got somewhere to, to go to, answer their questions and the objections. And um, by the way, I've done, I think when you've got a sales page, sales page converts people because they've got their wanting to buy and they're now looking reasons for not to buy. So your sales page has to handle those objections. And I've got a whole episode on sales pages. Um, you also need sales emails. And you need, oh, by the way, with this, with emails, I see so many newsletters because I'm curious and I look at them that I can generally tell when someone's just taken sales emails templates and filled in the blanks and they come out in the same order at the same time and other people might not notice it, you might notice it, I don't know. Um, But I would, if you're going to use templates and there's nothing wrong with using templates, just make sure you make them very you and you don't necessarily have to go with You need to send X amount of emails on these days to do these things and this is the best day to send it. Although, if you send things around payday, then that usually helps a little bit as well. Um, You also need marketing assets. This is a fancy term for saying graphics that go with, you know, know, pictures, social media posts, um, other marketing assets. You might need some videos and things on there or adverts. Um, You're going to need your copy. And you're going to need to mobilise your people, which is the thing I mentioned earlier about chatting to people that you know already love what you do and asking them to share it. And finally, you ready for your launch, you need to know how you will deliver it. So if you remember like 10 minutes ago at the start of the episode, I felt sick to my stomach because I didn't know how I was going to deliver what I said I was going to deliver. I mean, I figured it out and I did it. But if you plan in advance how you're going to deliver it, then it saves you a lot of hassle later. And that's it. That's what you need. Um, If you need help with any of this, I have a kick-ass sales page offer on at the moment. Um, I'll pop a link in the show notes. And this gives you your sell, I write your sales page, all your sales emails, and create all your social media copy for you so that you can have a stress-free launch. And there'll be a link in the show notes to that. Now, This list of practical things is kind of what you need to have, but there's going to be some tweaking to this. So you might want to use paid adverts or build some PR, guest posts, blogs, and some other bits around your launch. Or you might want to get a little creative with it, which is what I was saying at the start. You get your things that you need and the things you do for each launch. So don't forget about things like print media or other bits and pieces like marketing campaigns that can really help. And that's especially if it's a big launch. Now, you can get creative on Bootstrap or you can get creative if you've got the time and money to create more. But 
the more you do outside of the standard what a launch needs, the better and return on investment that you're going to get. I've got a really cool example here. So when Seed and Bean launched in Sainsbury's, they advertised a job for a, a chocolate taster for a year. So you had to go to Sainsbury's and buy a bar of chocolate and then send a review in of your bar of chocolate with a receipt to apply for the job of a year of free chocolate tasting. So you've got a year of free chocolate and you've got a year to taste and review it, which is a really cool way to do it because um, it increased their sales in Sainsbury's, which meant they secured their listing there. And it's just it's a really nice way to launch something that's happening. Um, you don't have to go this big. But if you can get creative in some way, way, shape or form, what you know, that's a little bit out of what everyone else is doing, it can do amazing things for your launch. But let's say you've done all that and you've been creative and you've done all your checklist and it's still got a little bit wrong. All right, so your launch isn't going as planned and... At this point in your launch, if you're not getting the sales you think you want or you need, you need to look at who is a little bit close on the line to buying but not. This usually means checking out your email list, seeing who's clicking the sales page, talking to them, sending them a nice message, just generally going an extra mile to make them see that this is the right thing for them. So I want to say here, it's not about hard selling. No one likes hard selling. It's it's about looking after the people who are sitting on the fence and giving them whatever they need to make the best decision for them. Um, it's often at this point you have people who you don't realise want to buy from you, but they actually do and they just need that little nudge. So I once joined a community and I was really, like, if you speak to people, I take forever to decide whether or not to buy something. But when I know, I'm like, boom, I'm doing it. So I once joined a community because I was offered free pizza. I mean, I was going to join the community anyway. I was just going to like fanny around deciding whether or not to do it then or the next month or whatever. Um, thing is, I don't actually really eat pizza. So it was the idea that they were offering this free pizza. I was like, well, it's my kid's tea sorted. Rather than, which made me commit rather than drag my feet. So... The lesson here is that when your launch is truly keeping you awake at night, you might also need some outside eyes on it to come up with or spot where you've got things to plug, where you've got opportunities that you're not seeing. So someone who's usually a step or two away from your business and sometimes you're too close to see what's going on for yourself. Goodness knows I do this in, in mine as well. Um, I think I mentioned before I worked with Janine Coombs on your sizzling hot offer and she totally like flagged a bunch of stuff and I'm going I know all this I tell people this and it's just so impossible to see for yourself so have someone that helps it might be someone like Janine or someone like me or it might be talking to a business friend or sounding something out in your networks but I really want you to not let you yourself lose sleep over a launch and the best way to do that is to get someone else to look at it, to pick apart what's going on and spot the opportunities that you might not see. So, if your launch is keeping you awake at night, your last launch, your next launch, whatever launch you're on, go through, make yourself a checklist, make sure you're getting creative, make sure you've got an extra set of eyes looking at it. And that's it for this week for the Brew Time Podcast. I will see you next week. 
where I'll have a lovely interview with an amazing vegan business owner and some wonderful stories to talk about there. I mean, next week's story is just mind-blowingly, like, insanely amazing. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you, and I will see you then.